going to talk about Jesus. We're going to do that. We're gonna, I'm going to talk about Jesus being a giver of gifts. Um, a lot of times, holiday season, people are like, well, it's not about gifts. Actually, well, Jesus gave a lot of gifts. Uh, and we need to look at that. The reason that we give gifts is because we do things like our Savior, and he was a giver, and so we're a giver. And probably everyone in here, if I say, oh, would, do you like to receive or give more? We probably all like, what? We like to give. Like, you get excited. Like, when you give someone a gift, you're like, oh, I can't wait until they open it. You know what I mean? It's so much fun. Especially if you're a parent, you're like, my kids, you know, my daughter, Lana came to me yesterday because I've done Advent things for them, like, when they're little and you get candy and you do that and all this stuff. And I still do. I got these little things and Lana goes, Mom, why do you still do this for us? Like, we're old and like we're finding gifts all the time. And you just, and I said, because, you know, someday you're not going to be in this household and I want to spoil it. And it's just really fun to see you have, go look for these little gifts around, you know, every day. So I do it for 25 days. So my kids get 25 things before Christmas and then they get Christmas. Yeah. Yes. Sometimes it's just a piece of candy. Yesterday, it was an animal photo shoot session, which any of you guys have seen on, if you look on my story, it is adorable. Um, um, that was really fun and cold. So that's what we did with the snow. Uh, I did find out that one of my dogs does not like to be dressed up. <laughs> we even got things for the cats, but we didn't get that far because putting a cat sweater on, just stay tuned. Just watch my page, guys, because that's coming. I may or may not have got a sweater for my cat. It actually was supposed to go over a bottle of wine, but I'm like, it'll fit. <laughs> Stay tuned. Maybe we should do a lot. So we love giving gifts. I mean, I like receiving gifts too. I'm thankful for what you said, but I, we like giving gifts. So I'm going to go right into, if you have your Bibles or your phone or however you, I'm going to go into Luke 2.8, and this is a story we know about Jesus' birth, and it says, at the sa- in the same region where the shepherds staying out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night, and an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them and said, Glor- and the glory of the Lord flashed and shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which is for all the people. For this day in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord, the Messiah. And this will be a sign for you by which you will recognize him. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloth and lying in a manger. Then suddenly the appearance with the angel, a multitude of heavenly hosts, an angelic army, I like what it says that, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men, with whom he is well pleased. I emphasized you because that's what God was saying. This is for you. These are the gifts for you. So I'm not talking about, we need to open up these gifts, and I'm not talking about the frankincense, gold, and myrrh that, you know, Jesus. And you guys know, like, auto, if you spell frankincense wrong, and you try to use autocorrect, me and Lana did this like six times, and I just had to say it to Google and be like, tell me how to do this because I'm feeling really dumb right now. Because it kept coming up Franken ice. <laughs> I was like, no, no, no. Um, so that was uh, going through that. But I'm not talking about those things. Those are good gifts that Jesus got. But I'm talking about what, did, what gifts did Jesus bring on that day. So 
the first thing he did is he brought good news. How many of you guys like it when people are like, do you want the good news or the bad news? We're like, can you just give me the good news? Take the bad news with you. I don't want to hear it. But good news. He gave us news of hope and joy for all mankind. All mankind. I like to hear good news. You know, especially it's for like from my bank or <laughs> I like from my job. You know, I like to hear good news from those things. I like to hear good news and hope. You guys, that is, that is like, <laughs> that is the prize right there, to have hope. Because without hope, you don't have life. Without hope, you don't have life. And so he released hope on, on the earth because people um, were believing uh, for generations, and he released hope on the earth when Jesus was born. And it was joyful, and now mankind had victory to look forward to, because he released this hope. Before it was like, okay, I hope this happens. Okay, these prophets said this. This was, you know, said over and over, but we went a long time without seeing anything. We spent a lot of time, you know, in, as captives. Um, all of these things have happened for generations. You know, God was pretty much quiet for a long time. What's going on? And then hope was released. And there's a scripture in Proverbs, and it says, hope deferred makes the heart sick but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life and I like how the passion says it it says when hope's dreams seem to drag on and on the delay can be depressing but when at last your dream comes true life's sweetness will satisfy your soul so hope had been deferred for a long time Right now, we're in a season where it seems like hope is kind of deferred. Like, is there ever going to be an end to what's going on in this earth? You know, and, and, and I'm not just talking about a virus. I'm talking about other things we, we hear so readily now because we have things like the Internet. We have access to information so easy, and it seems, is this ever going to, is this ever going to get better? Is this ever going to, okay. Is, he, is it ever going to get better? Um, and you just feel like is, you know, maybe you have children or things like that. It's like, is this, are they going to come back to me? Are, are we going to, what's going to happen? Because it seems like it's just dragging on. There's a lot of jokes out there about this year, especially 2020. Um, just one terrible thing after another going on. And it seems like, is this, is there going to be an end to this? And when God says that he is releasing the good news of hope, so hope doesn't have to continually be deferred. We don't have to be depressed. But he's saying, I'm releasing hope into the world. Uh, so that's the first thing he did. He brought us that good news. He brought us the hope. We have to realize, we have to stand on that and say, I'm going to have hope for something. There's lots of things in the Bible. Choose something. Choose one thing to have hope for. If that's the only thing you can have hope for, all right, great. That's a start. So then the second thing that he did on that night, the second gift is it says a Savior is born. A Savior was born. You guys, if you've ever been in a bad place, sometimes you're like, oh, I need someone to save me from myself, from this situation, right? Um, it says in Romans, it says, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. It's a free gift. He, get, he brought that, and he said, this is for you guys. This is for you. This is for all mankind, not just for, you know, the Israelites, not just 
for one nation. This is for all mankind that are born, have been born, and are yet to be born. This is for everyone, a free gift. And not only was a Savior born, but he was a son. And Isaiah says, for, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be on his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. We need to thank God that Jesus is the reason for the season. I know that that's like that cliche, Jesus is the reason. It really is. He is the reason for the season. And we need to be thankful for that. We need to thank God for that. Not like everything that isn't going on that isn't going right. We need to look and say, no, I need to thank God that, that we have a Savior because this looks messy right now. The world at any time, at any generation, since the beginning of time, has had messy seasons. And we're just in one of them. And we need to say, Lord, thank you that there is a hope and a Savior in seasons like this. You know, he brings hope to the darkness, to those bleak, dark um, years, or this year really, for mankind. A lot of people are feeling, starting to feel that pinch of hopelessness. And um, we need that more than anything else, more than we need food, more than we need, you know, our bills to be paid, more than anything, we need to continually have that hope. And, you know, maybe, and, and some of us maybe have not felt that, that, you know, deep despair, or, or maybe we haven't experienced that darkness. Maybe we've just forgotten to slow down. Maybe we've just forgotten to enjoy the presence of having a Savior. Everything else has come before that, and we just forgot, like, my life's good, you know. Oh, you know, I've had a good year. You know, I've gotten more money this year. I've been able to work more hours, and, and you know, my family's been healthy, and I haven't lost anything, and, and everything's been good. And you just keep going, and you forget, you know what? There's still a Savior. There's still people that need him, and we just keep going instead of slowing down and saying, you know what, I need to remember why I was put here. Why, why do I have that blessing? Why do I have this hope where other people don't? You know, he is the light of the world. Darkness can be scary, especially if you have brothers, you know, and they jump out, or husbands that jump out and um, scare you. It, when it's dark. So, you know, darkness can, it can be a little scary. And so it says he is the light of the world. And if darkness thinks it's going to set up residence in our homes, I don't think so. It's not happening. You know, it's got another thing coming. Because of a man named Jesus became light to drive out every dark place in every dark season. It cannot make a residence in our lives, in our towns, in our churches, in our communities, in our nations. It, it does not have a place. It cannot take up residence there because Jesus is the light of the world. And he came for, for all, all mankind. We have Jesus. That's a good gift. That's a great gift. If that's the only gift you ever receive, that is more than we could ever ask for or deserve. Right there. And the third thing he said, he gave us the gift of love. How many of you guys like to be loved? I like it when people love me. I don't like it when people hate me. It feels bad. 
if you don't, if, if you like people to hate you, you know, please come up here and after service and we'll pray for you because that's not a normal, you know, we are created to be, we were made to be loved and love each other. We were made for relationships. We were made for companionship. That's what God created mankind for. And speaking about love, that little baby just like right in front of my face and he's the cutest little peanut. Like you see something like that, you're like, of course we were made for love. Like God would not give us little peanuts like that and, and say, oh yeah, you know. <laughs> see, he knows, you know what? Because the spirit, you know what? The spirit of God is ever present in the littlest to the oldest. So good. I get back focus. <laughs> Put a baby in front of me. It's like a, I just. <laughs> that's what happens. That's what happens. But the 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 third thing that he gave that day is he brought he gave the gift of love. And in John three sixteen, this is the one that you know we know and we memorize, but sometimes we don't think about. Such for God so loved the world that he gave, he gave his one and only Son, and that that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. That is a love like no other. To give your child's life for someone else, especially, possibly for someone who would throw it away. Mom's in here right now. You're probably feeling that, right? Dad's too. To say, I had this child, and I'm going to give it for someone who is going to maybe even just throw it away who is not going to take that free gift. That's what God did for us. And he only had the promise of one, one son. That's a love that can never be severed, never be broken. It never is lacking. You know, we think about that in our, in our, human, our human capacity of of our children, and we think, I would never do that. We would never go to someone and say, oh, your child is sick, so you know what? Sacrifice my child. Take their heart. Take this piece of them because your child needs it. We would not do that, would we? That is, we wouldn't think to do that, you know, and because we want to protect our children. We want to raise, we want them to be with us, and but God said, I'm going to raise them. I'm going to send them to earth. He's going to be raised. He's going to be perfect, and in his perfection, he's going to give everything to people who, who hate him, who mock him, whose life is busier and doesn't have room for him. And he, he gave us that gift of love because God loved us. He said, I'm going to give you that. He said, I'm going to release a love like no other, agape love, a God kind of love. We can't even love like that. We can't love to the extent of the agape love until he gave it to us through Jesus. Oh, I got to take a minute. And the fourth thing, finally, that he gave us on that day, um, he gave us, he brought in peace. It says in Isaiah of the increase of his government, because he's the king, right? And of peace, there shall be no end. On the throne of David and on his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from henceforth, even forever, the zeal of Yahweh of hosts will perform this. 
a peace without end. A peace without end. We may look around and say, well, it doesn't look real peaceful. You ever go to like a spa day or maybe like hunting season just came through and you go out in the woods and it's like quiet and nobody's there. No one's telling you to pick up your shoes or your socks or put things away. You don't have to work. You're just sitting there or you're just in a spa and you're just getting a massage and you're thinking, do I have enough money to do like a 90 minute now? Or <laughs> right? That's like all you're thinking of. Because it just, it's very peaceful. It's all made to make you feel relaxed and calm and it's just quiet. That's really great. Um, but we know with those things, it has an end, right? Like it's coming to an end. I got to go back to real life and, and people are going to want things from me and I got to go to work and I got to get up early and, and all of these things. But Christ, he said, he gave it so that it can never be extinguished. It can never be stolen. It can't be destroyed. A peace that has no end. There may be crazy things going around, but we can have a peace of knowing the end result. We have a peace in that we have the victory no matter the circumstances. We have a peace in knowing that we have an eternity no matter the decisions that are made in our countries, around the world, even in our homes to the point. Because not everybody lives. We have freedom in Christ and we have freedom of speech and we have, we have all these freedoms. Not everybody lives like that. There's a lot of children who don't. There's a lot of adults who they don't have that freedom. They are enslaved in the, in the physicalness, but they can still have the peace of knowing that end result will be victory for them. That's what it's talking about of the peace without end. Yes, you're going to have days that don't seem peaceful. We all have those. But he's saying, I'm going to give you the final peace. A peace that can never be extinguished. Nobody can take it away. Nobody can change the end result. Nothing the enemy can do, nothing anyone can do, can take back what Jesus did. They can't. So he's saying, I'm releasing this peace. It is in motion, and it cannot be stopped. So we have to, when we're in those chaotic moments, we have to say, okay, but the end result. You know, didn't, my mom used to say to, um, me and my children when they were babies, little, and they'd be crying, and throwing a fit, like, you know what I mean, like screaming their heads off. My mom would just be so calm, and she would be, it'll be all right before you're married. <laughs> you know, she'd always say that to my children, because whatever moment, in that moment, it felt chaos for them, but she knew it's going to be all right in probably five minutes. You know, anything that's happening right now is going to be okay before you're married. She'd always say that to them, and I always thought, you know, you look back, yes, I mean, that was truth. And so you have those chaotic moments, but the peace was, she knew the peace, and that's what we're saying is that peace that has no end. And those are just the things that in that small little moment were released and were given to us, and we know that that Jesus just kept on giving. He, I'm going to read a little bit in Ephesians. This is just one piece, but it says in Ephesians 4, at the same and that the Christ gave at the same Christ and the, and the same Christ gave these gifts to people. He made some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to go and tell the good news, some to care for and teach God's people. Christ gave these gifts to prepare God's holy people for the work of serving to make the body of Christ stronger. This work must continue until we are all joined together in what we believe and in what 
we know about the Son of God. Our goal is to become like a full-grown man to look just like Jesus and have all of his perfection. That's what he gave us. You know, he just kept giving. He kept giving mankind. And we could write a whole book about it. Actually, he did write a whole book about it. You guys know what it's called? Yeah. (laughs) Kind of like the whole thing it's about, you know, starts in Genesis. You know, he's going to come and he's, you know, he's going to crush, you know, the enemy's head. And Revelations, he comes in on a white horse and a whole book about Jesus and all the things he was going to do, not for himself, not for God. Who did he do? What was the whole Bible? Every word that was for, every promise was not, God's not like, oh yes, I'm glad Jesus is coming because I just can't handle this anymore. No, no, no. He said, it's for you. All of these gifts, everything that Jesus did, everything, every word that he said was a gift because there's, there is power in those words. He gave you ways to speak life. I mean, everything he did was just gift after gift after gift. I talked about my 25 days with my kids. You know, Jesus, it's been thousands of years, and he just keeps on giving. He never misses a day. He never misses a day. You know, sometimes my, I get this knock. I don't see anything out there. And I'm like, oh, gosh. You know, my kids, now they're so used to it. They're like, you forget something today? It's the end of the day or something. It's never like that with him. He never misses a day. Even in the darkest, darkest moments, seasons, years, whatever it is, he never misses a day to give you gifts. I like that. I like that. He is the reason that we celebrate Christmas in such a big way. People can try to take Christmas out and say holiday, and they can do that. But there is a reason that the atmosphere around Christmas is so big nationwide and worldwide even. Because there is a presence behind that, and that is the presence of God. Because that is a day we choose to col- collectively come together and, and remind not just ourselves, but even the world of the good news. So whether you love or hate the Christmas season... Now, because I love it so much, it's like when someone's like, I don't like Christmas. I mean, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I need to pray for this. Like, how can you not love Christmas? Like, I don't, okay, I have added one. So I have 24 Christmas trees in my house right now. Only five of them are real. (laughs) That now saying that out loud seems a little excessive that I have five real Christmas trees. You know, I love to just celebrate, and it's just beautiful, and um, it's just giving, and it's fun, and, and we're having hope and things like that. But some people, I've heard that some people don't like the Christmas season. It's shocking. <laughs> right? Shocking. I had one in my life, but we converted her, so you're welcome, Noah. Um. You know, and it's not because they really hate the Christmas season. Sometimes whether we are, you know, in that boat of hopefulness or if we're in that boat of hurting, sometimes people feel like they don't like it because they're hurting. Um, That no matter what Christmas is about, it's about giving gifts. It's about singing joyful songs, starting at, you know, 
1159 on um, the 31st of October. It's about sing <laughs> Okay, I'll wait till after things. But no, it's about singing, singing those joyful songs, you know, about what, what he did. It's about loving mankind. At Christmas, we all get about like, I want to just give to everybody. And we see all the, you know, you have the Salvation Army, which is... Um, you know, ringing the bell, and they do a lot. They give a lot. Um, you, you know, people right here at town, in our town, Ed's, you know, they have these packages that you can buy for $25, and it does a Christmas meal for people, and that's all great. We're taking care of, we're like, we love mankind, and we're spreading joy. You know, we say, Merry Christmas to everybody, Happy Holidays, you know, blessing. It's just like, you know what I mean? And you wear your fun Christmas sweaters, and everyone's like, oh, that's so cute, and, and it just makes people smile, and, and it's just, it's meant to be peaceful. We just, we, you know, um, when you look at your Christmas, you go Christmas light looking, or you're just sitting there, it's like it's peaceful, and people are coming together, and they're happy, and it's joyful, and there's, and there's gatherings, and, and it's fun. Like, if you are a parent, and you get to watch your kids open gifts, like, seriously, that is the best gift you'll ever get, right? Watching them, you're like, I just can't wait till they're like, <gasps> you know, I've seen that. I don't know if you guys saw that meme, but it's like every mom on Christmas morning, when you open the gift, she said that she wasn't going to get you, and they're like, you know, like, ha, ha, I tricked you, <laughs> which, um, but that is what it is about. When people are like, it's not about, you know, giving gifts. Yeah, actually it is. There's a lot of things you get to give, and I'm not just talking about things. Yeah. It really is. Jesus was a giver. He started it out. Um, so we need to spread, we need to spread hope. Because as a world, as a whole, if we look at the world as a whole, we're not really that great at it, <laughs> right? You, you turn on the news for like five minutes, and you went from being hopeful, and it goes south real fast, and you're like, everything's terrible, you know, I'm going to crawl into a hole and die. I mean, it gets, it gets hopeless real quick, because the world is going by their standards, which is really, they're just run by pride in a hole, when we're saying we got to bring hope because the standard that we have is Jesus. So we need to spread hope. We need to spread hope. You know, taking time for hurting people. You know, releasing hope in so many ways. Maybe just a family that is in need. It could be just blessing someone behind you at the grocery store or in line. It could be, you know, sharing your testimony to the lost or broken down. Right there is a gift that you can give. If someone is down and out and they feel they can't ever get out of it and you share a story of how you were even in a worse place and then God came in and it changed your situation, that gives them some hope. I mean, a nice candle's too, it's nice to have a candle or something too, but I'm saying, like, but you give a testimony, so don't think, well, I don't have. Yes, you have more than anybody, because you have Jesus. You have more than anybody that doesn't have him. So if they don't have hope, you have that. That is a better, a better gift than anything you could buy in a store. Anything that you could do for them is to release your testimony. So if you have nothing, you have that. You have the testimony that you are saved by grace, by Jesus, by his blood, and that they have that ability too. Right there. Man, you can hand out gifts all day long because you got it with you. You will never run out. You will never, you will never um, be in lack of that. Share your testimonies to those who are broken, who are beat down, who, who have 
have been in a season of hopelessness, you have the gift that they need for right then. And if you're like, well, I've never experienced that, guess you know what God will do? He will give you a, he will show you a testimony, maybe in the word, or somebody else. You can say, hey, you got to meet this person. They want to share with them what happened with them. I've had that numerous times where it's like, maybe I haven't experienced, but this person has, and God's like, they need to hear that testimony. And you just share it, and all of a sudden hope begins to rise. Like, okay, if that can happen, it can, God can do it for me too. Sharing the hope that we have a Savior is the most life-affirming thing that we can do. That is true. Because everything else is, is limited, but that is eternal. They can take that wherever they go. So we're going to be givers this season, just like, just like Jesus. We can meet needs. We can meet, meet wants, whether they be social, emotional, or spiritual. You have the ability to do all three, all three of them. Sometimes just, just doing something fun and just giving, even in your own family. Sometimes we, we forget to look at what's really around us and just doing the little things like, here's an, I thought about you. Um, I'm going to out Jordan here. But you know what? He is a nice, you're so blessed, Tanya, to have the kids you have. But you know how many times that, like, he'll just come and say, oh, I've got this candy bar for you guys. I got one for everybody. And just the hand him out or bring, because he works at a grocery store, so look at him all day. I don't know. But you know what? That's just something that's like, wow, you really thought about me. Like, can I buy my own candy bar? Yeah, I can. But that's not what it's about. The gift is that that someone has the thought about you. So even, so you can give things like that, that are physical gifts. You can give emotional gifts by sharing your testimony and giving prophetic words of encouragement. You can give spiritual gifts by walking them through the good news of Jesus. And you can say, this may have been your life, but you know what? This is, this is what God has for you. That's good. You guys are, if you guys like to be givers, there's just so much we can do. We can be a light in someone's darkness. You guys, we've all spent a moment in darkness. We've all had times where it's been dark, and someone came and was our light. (laughs) Or, so be someone's light. Maybe you have a lot going on right now, but there's always something that is a light for you that you can be for someone else. You know, and I like how in back in Luke it said it shone great a great light shone. A great light shone. We have that light because Christ lives in us. You know, it we we love Christmas because we tend to experience the fullness of joy and peace that we should be experiencing all year long. We like the feels of how Christmas makes us feel because everyone is actively thinking about how they can spread kindness and joy and peace, right? Because we're reminded of that every time we see something like, you know, peace on earth, we hear songs. It's continually renewed in our mind during the Christmas season, so it is really easy to do what we should be doing all year long. And that's the truth, what we should be doing all year long. It should feel like Christmas every day because we have gifts to give every day. We receive gifts every day. We have a joyful song inside of us always. 
Hope is not to be just released in these seasons. You know, people are like, oh, Christmas and Easter, we're going to talk about what Jesus really did, and it just feels good, and we get all those feels, and we're kind to people, and we do food baskets and things for one month out of the year. Well, what about the people that are hungry the other 48 weeks? That's why we need to be releasing that hope. We have a hope. We have a hope. It is Jesus. And if you haven't met him, it's really easy. If you're like, I've never experienced that hope, you just say, you know what? Lord, I heard about you. I heard about you, Jesus, and I heard that you have a gift for me, that you gave your life for me, and I want it. I want, I want that salvation. I want to spend eternity with you, so I'm going to lay my old life down, and I am yours. That's all you got to say. And you don't have to say it the way I said it. You can say it how you say it, just saying, I heard about you, that you are the way and the truth and the life, and I want that. <laughs> Jesus, I heard good things. I'm yours. That's it. Jesus, I don't know what to do with this. You do. Now it's yours. I mean, you could say it any way you want. You know, you can be like, Jesus, you good. Me, not good. You take me. Now I good. You know? <laughs> Whatever you want to see. If you want to be like, Jesus, I, that you can, however you need to do it, you get Jesus in your life. You accept him, you accept that free gift, and watch that he will take your hopelessness. He will fill it with hope. You'll be overflowing, right? There's many ways to say it. I've seen children as small as five give their, give their life, and I have seen people on their deathbeds, and all they can do is squeeze your hand, give their lives to Jesus. There isn't an exact right way. It is your spirit saying, I, this, is not, this, is, this is ending up in death. There is no hope for what's going on here. There's no eternity in this life. There is no fountain of youth. You will not live forever, but one piece of you will, and it's going to either be with Jesus or it's going to be in, you know what, read about it. It's pretty scary. But it's so easy, releasing that hope, saying an encouraging word, reminding people, God has something for you today. Well, I lost my job. God has something for you today. Well, I'm sick. God has something for you today. Well, you know, people hurt me. God has something for you today. Well, this church hurt me. Well, God has something for you today. Today, every single day, he is a giver of gifts we have it in abundance, it is overflowing, and we need to share it. When you feel that yours is low or lacking, go, go over someone and say, give me some of the gifts. Give me something, you know. Sometimes I'll just tell my, like we'll be talking, I'll be like, say something to me, say something nice. Like, aren't you glad you have like a smoking hot, beautiful wife? He's like, yeah. I'm like, say it, say it. Now you say it. You know, like, like if I need encouragement, you guys, have you seen that thing where it says, how much attention does my wife need? And it's like, I send that to Matt all the time. I'm like, did you see this? Because it's a lot. <laughs> you know, that's okay. If you're lacking, you go and say, you build me up. Because I know you have hope because I know you have Jesus. So say good things to me. <laughs> how many of you guys, I mean, it's okay to ask, especially your body. This is our, our just 
our regional body, like right here, but I'm saying the body of Christ is throughout the world, but it's okay to come and say, I am struggling, and guess what? In a, another believer will come, and they'll be able to give you a, a great word. They'll be able to give you maybe a comforting word because they have that hope living in us, right? So that's what we get to do. How many of you guys are ready to, like, go out and give gifts? Yes, let's do this. You know what? No lockdown, no virus, no loss of jobs is going to keep us from giving. You could take everything and still we'll have everything that we need. You could take everything physical from us and still we have the ability to give. That's pretty amazing. That is pretty amazing. So let's pray.